Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, weekly doses of language learning tips and motivation to help you become fluent in any language. With me, Ollie Richards. Hello. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the show. We're going to have a, I'm going to have a bit of fun today. I'm going to talk about some controversial topics, con- topics that are guaranteed to start an argument with your language learning friends. <laughs> going to let off a bit of steam based on some some stuff that's been going on recently. Anyway, we'll get to that. Before that, though, I'm running a big podcast survey. The podcast is almost three years old now, believe it or not. It will be in April, three years old. And I've never actually stopped to, to do a big survey of you guys to find out what you want and what you like um, like across the board. I want to know how often should I publish episodes? How long should they be? Should they be more structured? Should I ramble less? Should I get more guests on? Should I have transcripts? Should I do more series? Like, What should I do? What do you want? Uh, and I've put together, me and Dave have put together this big uh, podcast survey that's going to give you the opportunity to very quickly tell me your thoughts about all of this so that you can have the show that you want that's going to help you the most. The place to go to fill out your responses is... I will teach you a language.com forward slash podcast survey. All one word. I will teach you a language.com forward slash podcast survey. Okay, so whether you like the show as it is, or whether you would benefit from a different, you know, maybe longer or shorter or more frequent or a different kind of show, something that has, I don't know, more, a different spin, something that would meet your needs better. Whatever it may be, this is your chance. Um, I do get a lot of emails about the podcast, but I, I really want to kind of go out there and ask all of you guys in one in one go for your ideas. That's going to be uh, my uh, kind of big push this year to create the show that you want. All right, so please take uh, some time to answer that. It will be available for a short time. Okay, so ideally you should pause the podcast now and go and fill out the the survey. It will take no more than five minutes, probably much less than that. And again, the place to go for that is IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash podcast survey. So thank you very much in advance for doing that. All right, then I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show. It is the most convenient place to get your speaking practice in a language. You can do it in the car. You can do it in in the office. You can do it in the airport. It is, of course, italki, and you can get language lessons with native speaker teachers that you take uh, online over Skype. And if you'd like to get a free lesson, you can go to IWillTeachYouAlanguage.com forward slash free lesson. All right, and today I want to go through nine topics that are guaranteed to start an argument about language learning. This was prompted recently because I uploaded a video about immersion. I, I did it on a podcast as well, but I think, I don't know, something about YouTube tends to bring out the worst in people. And people... Um, so here's the thing. I made this video about immersion. And it's a slightly provocative title in the, in the sense that I said, why immersion isn't a great language learning strategy. Now, I, I, I'll be the first to admit that sometimes like podcast titles or YouTube video titles or whatever are a little bit provocative. But let's let's be honest, they have to be slightly provocative. Otherwise, nobody clicks on it and reads them. If I released a video entitled... Uh, thoughts on the relative benefits of immersion in specific contexts, depending on who you are, where you are, what language you're learning, and your language learning background um, and analysis. Nobody's going to read it. So you have to have slightly blasé headlines, right? But unfortunately, what I've noticed happens is exactly the same thing that's happening in 
political debates in general at the moment in, in, in this in this age we live in, fueled by poor use of uh, of social media, which is that people just tend to respond in a kind of uh, knee-jerk fashion to the title of the thing that they are looking at. They don't bother to actually read it in detail. They don't consider the the arguments or the definitions or the discussion that's actually gone on. People just they share things that they believe that they that they like and they leave negative comments on stuff that they don't like based on the title. They don't actually read the content. And this is a bit of a problem because as I said in the comment to this video, um you know, I can't to a certain extent, especially when you're talking about language learning, everything is based on generalizations. The science doesn't tell us very much in language learning. It really doesn't. There's not much out there because it's very difficult to measure learning. Now, you can you can first encounter a new word today, but it might not be for six months until you actually really know how to use it or really learn it. In linguistics, this is a debate between input and intake. What's the difference between input and intake? Um, you can look that up on Wikipedia if you want. But the point is, it's very... <sighs> It's, it's I, I, when I'm talking about language, I can't sort of sit there and give caveats along with everything that I say. And so what I tend to do, my modus operandi, is to really take advantage of my privileged position, which is this. like I get to interact with language learners more than I think most people out there in the world. Teachers uh, obviously have, language teachers have interaction with a small number of students. Um researchers have access to large number of groups for the duration of their studies but like me for years now i have conversations about language learning i do it on my blog i do it on the podcast i do it on facebook on twitter i get lots of emails from people and i conduct a lot of surveys i have lots of students you know all of the this gives me a perspective a real kind of global perspective on what issues people struggle with in general with language learning. So when I create content, what I try and do is speak to issues around language learning that I see causing people anxiety or trouble. So to take immersion, for example, the, the, the thing about immersion is that it's kind of touted as this, as this thing, which is obviously good. If you can immerse yourself in the language, you know, i.e. ship yourself off to the country and just surround yourself by native speakers or else, you know, do that at home uh, it's obviously a good thing because as kids, we learn through immersion, right? And therefore immersion is a good thing. Uh, that was my att <laughs> my attempt at sarcasm, not at all the case. But so this this kind of perception, this perceived wisdom that, um, that immersion is a good thing, what happens then is that people think that they should be immersing themselves. And they do all these different, they go to all these different lengths to get immersion and then they discover that actually it's not as straightforward as you think. You know, how do you learn in an immersion environment if you're just watching TV that's far too difficult for you, for example? Um, and so, the, of course, the reality is that the the immersion as a language learning tool is an incredibly nuanced debate. It depends on so many things. And as ever, more advanced language learners will know how to take best advantage of that. Usually, when you're discussing language learning... All bets are off for more advanced learners. People with experience who know how to learn languages, they can make anything work. But of course, those are the people who tend to be most vocal in replying to these kind of topics. And so you've kind of got this 
this problem where you know if I want to 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 really put forward a solid case for something, I have to shroud it in so many caveats that it, it just it bores me to death. Let alone the person that's watching the video or listening to the podcast or reading to the blog post, uh, reading the blog post or, or or whatever. And so I I tend to try to create content that that I think is going to help the most number of people. And in general, these people are the more uninitiated. They're not people that have learned languages before. They're people who are learning their first language, maybe their second language, maybe picking up or reviving a, a language after after some time. And I try to address um, preconceptions and um, misapprehensions that I think are damaging their, their, uh, their, their progress. And that's what I try to do. And I guess... In, in in that sense, it shouldn't really be surprising that if I put forward a view that, you know, immersion is not necessarily the best way to learn a language. Uh, it shouldn't be surprising that there is a lot of uh, kind of kickback against that from people who who are experienced, who've made immersion work. And But I guess I, just, I find it personally disappointing that people who are obviously very intelligent, don't take the time to actually respond to the details of what uh, is actually said. So in the case of the immersion video, and, and I don't remember whether I made exactly the same point on the podcast or not. Um, there certainly weren't that many comments on the, on the show notes. But, um, you know, in, in the case of the immersion video, I, I was very careful to define immersion in the, sen- in, in the sense that I was going to talk about it in the video. I said, you know, immersion for the purposes of this discussion is surrounding yourself uh, in native level content. That is the an attempt to give yourself like massive amounts of exposure and surround yourself at all points at all times of the day with native level content. That's how I defined immersion. And then so what happens is that in the reaction to that, people forget about that definition. They, they kind of they seem to remember the title alone and they say no, but that guy over there, <clears throat> this guy I know, he made immersion work, or it worked for me. Um, or, you know, of course immersion works. You you just uh, have to use graded material, which of course is not the definition I gave in the first place. All these um, all these fallacies and and straw man arguments, and it kind of puts me in a in a strange position as someone that's creating content because, um, you know, do I do I then engage with the people that react in this way and, and then list out all the caveats that should have been listed. Or do I just kind of um, ignore it and just keep on creating new stuff? Uh, I don't like to ignore stuff because I think, you know, the debate is there to be had and people, you learn through dialogue and through conversation and by hashing out these ideas, that's how everybody understands more about the the, the subject at hand and improves their knowledge and becomes a more skilled um practitioner of, of, of the arts right so i don't like to ignore so but, but then by the same token i kind of feel that if people don't pay me the respect of actually uh responding and engaging with the content that has been presented to them then you know why should i kind of run around in circles and and sort of def- defend uh my position you know i think you should only in, as a general rule it's only good to engage with people who um take the time to do the same to you. So, you know, when I get people like shouting at me on Twitter or, or, or whatever, I, I tend to generally ignore it or, or else respond with a kind of sarcastic comment because, um, otherwise you just allow people who, who don't want to fully engage in an argument to begin with to actually rob you of your attention and, and your brain power. Uh, whereas in actual fact, they really don't deserve to because they haven't paid you their respect in the first place. Right. So I don't know. It's a funny one. 
and I guess it's kind of symptomatic of the uh, maybe it was always this way. I'm sure if YouTube had existed in the in the 60s, exactly the same thing would have uh, would have happened. Um, but yeah, there we go. I think it's an interesting topic. Maybe you can tweet me and let me know since Twitter is uh, obviously <laughs> where these things, these kind of arguments are. Uh, seem to be most at home. You can find me on Twitter. Um, I've got a really un, I've got a really awkward Twitter handle. It's Ollie underscore I W T Y A L. But you can just search for Ollie Richards and you'll and you'll find find me that way. Tweet me. Let me know what you think. Um, don't leave. Don't go to the show notes right now because um, I am just upgrading my website and redesigning it. And um, I don't know whether we'll be able to um, put the show notes page up by the time that this is live. But, well, you can try it. If the show notes are live, it will be at IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash episode 239. But if they're not there. Don't panic. They will be later. It's just that we're kind of transferring content from the old website to the new website. So uh, we're, we're trying to not put new stuff up at the moment because it will get deleted afterwards, <laughs> if you see what I mean. So there we go. I've just realised that um, we've kind of got to the 13-minute mark and I haven't even started talking about the nine ways to start an argument. So I'm going to leave it to the next episode. How about that for a cliffhanger? I'll see you then. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. You know, one of the questions I get asked most often about language learning is how to improve your memory. Because things get so much easier when you learn new words and you don't forget them later in conversation when you really need them. So what I decided to do was to put together a, a, a short email course. It's a three-part email course over three days that teaches you my favorite techniques for memorizing vocabulary and actually putting that vocabulary into your long-term memory. It's a short course, three days, it's completely free, and if you'd like to sign up for it, please go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash free memory course.